Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Gary Holt from Exodus and formerly from Slayer, and you're listening to The Razor's Edge. Welcome to The Razor's Edge. Today we have Sammy and Justine from Church Road Records on the show to discuss the label's very own stage at this year's Damnation Festival. Justine, Sammy, welcome. The primary reason to talk to you today is with regard to your involvement with um, Damnation Festival. But before we get there and talk about the the label's involvement with the festival this year, um, I want to talk about the label itself. So you sprung to prominence really um, after the demise of Holy Raw um, when you signed a number of their bands. But obviously the label existed before then. So do you want to... A start uh, do you want to start by telling us how the how you started the label and what was the, the motivation behind it originally yeah sure so like church road started more or less as a passion project for me i'd always really wanted to do something on the sort of label side of things and sort of run a distro and stuff like that so i started it as a distro but also as a vessel for like releasing my numerous side projects that i have so it kind of started, yeah, just as that, doing it on the side as a passion project. And leading up to the demise of Holy Rod, but like, you know, before we knew anything was going to go on there, I kind of wanted to get a bit more serious about it. Um, and it was at that point that yeah, everything sort of exploded. And then Justine said, you know, do, I, do you mind if I come over and, you know, get involved and we'll we'll go at it, you know, you know, head on. But um taking a step back from that as well like it I I initially started it when my, my I've got I've had ongoing back problems for years and it's still still cursing me to this day but one of the good things that came out of it was church road because I decided to to start it when I, I quit my my previous job mm. and had a bit more spare time that was kind of what allowed me to you know put some time into to doing the label yeah yeah so um just on the Holy Raw situation, obviously the demise wasn't great in terms of its nature, but at that point in time, Svalbard were obviously about to release an album or just days away from releasing an album. And you've stepped in and released that album for them. But behind the scenes, what went on in that those matter of like hours or days to get that album okay. released on time? <laughs> Lots of drinking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it was fucking chaos. I hated it. Uh, but I was happy to sort of um, to rescue those releases because that Respire and Palm Reader mm. were like en route to getting released and like it would have just ruined those album campaigns had it been delayed. Because if someone else was to step in, like the delays at that point for like vinyl was like six months. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like so I didn't want those those bands to sort of like have to suffer for something that's not their fault um so yeah I just sort of used like Church Road was already set up it had some sort of infrastructure basically just a website um so yeah I just sort of just took the releases over and continued as normal as much as I could with it I mean I must must say as like a bystander Justine was like so impressive during that time because not only was the whole sorting out of you know moving things over to Church Road like like she was like heading up dismantling holy raw you know what i mean because it would have been all very well and good to be like oh you know fuck this i'm getting out of here but that the the bands would have suffered in that case so like 
we were we were all in the Holy Roar office getting stuff like the remaining stock sent to bands so they could still mm. have their records making sure stuff was dealt with like properly and yeah you know so it was it was it was a crazy time but most mostly for Justine because it was like you know the previous owner was sort of off and not really anywhere to be seen and yeah. you know Justine was one there sort of you know trying to make the situation as best for everyone involved so that you know bands weren't left without their records and stock wasn't wasted yeah. and just chucked in yeah the and just making sure they got the rights back to their records yeah exactly just yeah and I guess that's a whole <laughs> le- whole massive legal issue trying to get rights back for for bands for their yeah. their music yeah because that's the thing because obviously and understandably like because if you don't really understand what goes on behind the scenes there is this kind of element to people watching being like you know why can't you just sort of pull the plug and the label doesn't exist anymore and it, it's not quite as simple mm. as that and particularly if you want to do it properly and make sure that not you know all the people involved who haven't got any you know haven't done any wrongdoing are kind of mm. sorted out and aren't sort of left in the lurch so there's a lot of a lot of work goes in but I mean we were up at the office for what two weeks I had a month I did a month's oh, notice a month, yeah and then uh I, I dismantled a 50 almost 15 year old label in a month yeah no. while simultaneously <laughs> setting setting up a new one yeah and sending out the orders so but yeah I but mean hey let's not dwell on that fa- thank- like, thankfully yeah. and thankfully with you know hindsight <laughs> being a nice thing that you tend to remember the good things that like the nice side of that was yeah we we're helping our friends out in Svalbard and mm-hmm. Palmerida who you know were fully left in the lurch and the rest of us there who were kind of working to make something better you know came together and there was yeah even though it was a shit time there was there was nice moments at least in you know moving forward to do something better absolutely and now yeah. as, the, as the label grows and it's certainly become very prominent a very prominent name over the past few years what do you look for in bands when you you're coming to sign potential artists um it's just it's like their personalities really like it's obviously the music has to be good but also I like working with other music fans like we are essentially glorified music fans ourselves like yeah, we're just we're just in a band and run a label like we have first and foremost we are fans of the music um so it's really important to us to sort of like not that we like force our bands to be friends or anything like that but we really like bands that support other bands and there's a bit more of a scene behind it and a bit more of a fam like it's cheesy it sounds a bit more family like we like the fact that our bands wear each other's t-shirts they go to the pub with each other um it's just a nicer sort of like environment to work in rather than people who are just sort of constantly trying to like one-up each other and and yeah like also just working hard and just having passion really yeah I mean we definitely want the label to stay at a grass grassroots level you know I mean we always want to look to sort of build and you know do better and improve things but we kind of want to yeah like Justine said we never want it to be like we're in it just to sign bands because you know we want to you know make loads of money we want to first and foremost love the music that is the most important thing but then yeah just also have a fun time working with the bands you know that we do you know work with and yeah just just have fun with it but I mean musically though I mean it's as as you'll know it we cover quite a wide spectrum of the sort of alternative world so first and foremost we have to like it and then there is a degree of like because there obviously are things that we do like but we do think might be just a little bit outside the realm of church road 
Mm. Um, even though we cover such a wide selection of music, but we kind of have to think like if we're, for example, if we're signing a death metal band or a black metal band or anything like that, we have to kind of be like, is it like, is there enough scope for the people who are more into like the shoegaze stuff on our label to be like potentially like interested in this black metal band? You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's things like that we have to kind of, I mean, ultimately we're never going to like hit the nail on the head for everyone who, yeah. you know, follows the label, but we do have to try and keep it somewhat confined to some sort of overarching vibe, I guess. Yeah, definitely. Like, cause I sort of based my sort of running of labels mm. like after like after um sort of after like kind of death wish or re- relapse where yeah so for example sure. relapse is a really good example they have like death reissues but they also have nothing what they used to um so they've got literally like the like OG death metal bands and like nothing who's like you know shoegaze grunge and i think that's like a nice sort of like width of, like sort of breadth of like influences enough to also also keep us interested because that's another reason why I didn't want to like work for other labels because they're a bit more specialized I like the fact that we get to pick what we work with we can pick different genres um and we're sort of not confined like you know yeah. from the get-go we want to just be like no this is the kind of label we are um and sort of you know mold our fan base to you know what we like as as people yeah yeah and I guess that helps because you've got a subscription service as well, which a lot of labels don't have. Um, and I guess it helps if you've got that overarching theme that anyone who's subscribing to that will likely like the breadth of music that you also like and that you've signed to the label. Yeah, yeah absolutely. That's the idea, for sure. Because, you know, like a lot, we have a lot of close friends who have very similar music taste to us so we were just like, well, there'll be more like us, surely. And even if it's a small little pocket, at least it gives us the sort of room to be creative with what we release um, and just make sure things don't get stale really. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know I mean, cause you can get on a bit of a treadmill with releases. If you're doing like one a month, you're doing this X, you know, X, Y, and Z to get to the steps. So having like a challenge every now and then with a bit of more of a curveball band is like really exciting for us. Yeah. yeah we wouldn't want to have like, you know, three death metal releases in a row. I think, you know, yeah. People who are like more into, I don't know, like the shoegaze or more grungy kind of side of thing might be a bit like, oh, this is a bit too overkill on that front, you know. But sometimes it is good to be somewhat forced into listening to new music, you know what I mean? Because everyone does tend to, even if you are quite diverse in what you listen to, you have your kind of like your mainstay genres that you kind of dwell Mm -hmm. in most of the time. Sometimes it can be nice if someone just kind of, if you're part of the subscription and this record just lands on your doormat, it's like, Mm. well, I might as well check it out. And, you know, sometimes I can unlock to a you know your new favorite artist that's it and my favorite like emails i get from subscribers and it's happened quite a few times being like oh hey i just want to let you know i would never have picked this up off my own back because it's not something i usually listen to but like Mm. i adore it so like and that's the kind of reason why we want to sort of do that you know we want to be uh hate the phrase but tastemakers (laughs) (laughs) Um, do you get a lot of submissions from bands trying to get signed by yourselves we do yeah so we have we have like an email where people can contact us at and it's always a difficult one because like 
in in an ideal world i'd love to like respond to everyone you know what i mean but it's it's just difficult with the volume we get through and mm. sometimes yeah it's like you know so most of the time it's like they have done their research and they've checked you know what kind of label we are but we even get ones where they've just seen whatever late you know records yeah. and they've gone right i'll send send my music along so yeah so it's 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 a bit of a tricky one i'd love to respond to everyone but it's yeah it's we do hard. listen to everything we get sent though yeah whether we respond obviously we would we try to because we don't like to be rude but <laughs> it was two people like this it's only the two of us that do this and yeah. then obviously tours come back now and we, we toured three months this year with employed to serve yeah. so we sort of try and make sure we like prioritize what's important i.e like making sure we get back to our bands over sort of unsolicited emails basically yeah so yeah. but we do we do try our best how do you see the label growing over the next few years? I think just organically and steadily. Like I've never been, I've always been very wary of trying to explode onto scenes like with the band and any in terms of label. I'm much more of a fan of steady, slow steps and in the upward direction. Um, yeah, because like, I mean, we could just spend all of our money on marketing and try and explode the label, but then you know I, I like i prefer sort of grafting and trying like just working yeah. hard for it basically Absolutely. yeah and we're still kind of uncertain what we what we want as well i mean we're very much like satisfied where we're at now and just continuing to do the best job we can for the bands on on the roster but we we i mean you know never say never like maybe further down the line we'll have some some other employees but we're we're definitely not looking to like become a, a nuclear blast per se not you know obviously not not for any other reason then we don't we don't want to get it to a point where i don't know like that you know worrying so much about finances and you know taking like just taking on too much stuff we feel like we've got like a good thing going like justine was saying before like kind of you know more on a, on a grassroots level and we just want to always keep that passion element you know at the forefront mm. you know we just really want to absolutely love the bands we're working with enjoy the work we're doing we kind of don't want to get to a point necessarily like where we're trying to sign bands not because we like the music but we think you know they might sell well and get get into that whole side of things because i think that's that's where you start to run the risk of maybe becoming a bit jaded or you know yeah. the fun's not there anymore that's it because otherwise i might i'll just work for another label get paid more <laughs> but like yeah i i think there's always going to be a need for a label our size working with the size bands that we do because like i'm sure there are cases but from working in the industry since like leaving uni so it's like 10 years almost now um i've sort of realized that bigger labels aren't necessarily that good at like growing smaller bands yeah. because usually when you get on a bigger label they don't have the sort of infrastructure to actually like sort of manage bands like in a lot of young bands don't have a like a good manager yet yeah so you really need the attention of a label and like actually sort of you know not yeah a bit of hand holding basically and sort of going oh this is like would be a really good idea if you sort of do this we do like a lot of things that like we plan like a whole couple years with them um in certain cases if they ask for it so it's yeah. definitely at this level it's a lot of wearing multiple hats mm. you know it's almost like i wouldn't say it goes far as to say as we we manage any of the bands we, it's not quite sort of that guide, don't yeah we? exactly but when you know if you're a younger band just starting out 
and you need a bit of assistance in that like justin said down to like the planning out a year maybe even help getting shows we have done like a, you know books like a short you know short tours before and stuff like that helping like the graphics department as well to kind of get some sort of continuity with you know what they post on social media and um yeah i mean we, we're kind of happy with like you know being a bit of a feeder label and that's not a bad thing you know to us if a band gets bigger becomes more successful and then they go on to sign to like a a bigger label that to us isn't like oh you know for fuck's sake can't believe you've done this it's like yeah that's a that's a victory you know Mm. what i mean and then we're excited about like the next new band that comes along and we can kind of be part of that journey as well you know yeah yeah that's it and like because the bigger the label, the more you're kind of treated as like a bank and you don't have as much creativity because you have like one title and you do one part of the job. Whereas we literally see the like the release from inception, like they even send us demos and stuff all the way into a sort of like a reissues of like the 10th anniversary or something. It's It's just much more rewarding for us to be there every step of the way rather than just being like oh I just you know not not like knocking anyone who does this job but for me personally I'd hate it like being I'm just the product manager like yeah. at xyz that label and I just ordered the vinyl do you know what I mean it's much more exciting being there every step of the way yeah us. well I mean as you'll know as well like we obviously handle a lot of the press like for the releases as well so you know that's a fun aspect of it I mean I'm in your inbox at least like two to three every times day. a week <laughs> you know <laughs> with something but but that's that's enjoyable you know is I love the yeah the variation you know one day it will be packaging up records the next it will be doing press and that's fun because then you never you're never doing one thing so long that you kind of get a bit you know sick of it well because then it will just feel like an actual job yeah because it doesn't feel obviously work hard and you work but like it doesn't feel like we're like you know we don't it doesn't feel like a job to us it's it's something we do and we happen to get paid for it and we enjoy it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> this is a nice spot. That's ideal, really, isn't it? Um, yeah, we're super yeah. lucky. So so moving on to Damnation, um, this year you're sponsors for a stage at the Night of Salvation. How did the partnership with the festival come about? I'm trying to think. We had a bit uh, of... We've, we've been talking to Gav for ages. Whoa. So I think ETS played, was it 2015? 16. 16 editions. Yeah. So we've kind of known him since then. And I think we'd been like, we've been sending emails back and forth since Church Road, you know, became a full-time thing. You know, we'd been sending certain bands over that we thought, you know, would would fit the vibe at Damnation. Uh, and I think from those emails, I think maybe Gav put it forwards first i can't remember i can't remember but i think you... it's a bit of like a mutual thing because yeah. we um yeah we're sort of we have like a good relationship with like arc tangent festival for example like this year we had like 10 or 11 bands so we just tried to make sure that we you know like partnering up with these awesome festivals that have very much the same ethos as us like sort of very varied lineups and sort of a lot of passion behind it so it just made a lot of sense for us to work with Damnation and we were really stoked when um, this sort of like suggestion came about, basically. We yeah. probably pestered him, I should imagine. I think, I think, how I think it came down to something like I'd sent maybe like five or six bands over and Gav was probably at the point of going like, well, why don't you just have, why don't you just have on, a stage, then. you know, <laughs> if you've got this many bands. Oh, yeah, no, we were really excited about it. It's like such an honour. It's just really yeah, nice absolutely. working with people who are music fans like yourself. They're not doing yeah. it for the money. 
you know they work hard they like care yeah, about I mean, bands down at like, everything i've yeah. seen so much this year you know i mean yeah. like bloodstock Art Tangent, well. saw him at the Kajira show earlier this year as well. I mean, he he lives and breathes it, so it's not. He it's, he's got a, a yeah, he's just got a big enthusiasm for what he does, and mm. that's always very infectious, you know. So very stoked on that. So, so has he given you control over the stage? Have you got? Have you curated the stage in effect, and the bands on it? Half and half, more or less, it? like sort of like we sort of what definitely curated it together. Um, but of course, like any band on our label, we're happy with because obviously we've already signed off on them. So we're very much sort of like, you know, sort of said what bands had releases out and all that sort of stuff. Um, but yeah, and of course, like the special mutual. sets as well, because like one of the, you know, the things at Damnation is obviously they have like, you know, bands doing certain albums yeah. or like anniversary sets and stuff. So that's why Ohms was like a, a surefired one for us. We're like, well, it's the 10th anniversary of the band. So it makes sense for them to do, you know, a celebration set of that with you know picks from each of their records yeah absolutely. Um, but yeah there, there was like a couple of bands that i think gab was like pretty certain he, he wanted to book so and you know they were out of the ones we'd sort of previously sent over anyway so we uh yeah we kind of curated it together brilliant was it tough making decisions to say oh it should be maybe these five bands or these five bands or yeah, Absolutely. it's hard. It's like picking your favorite children, and you always hope that people don't like get up. Do you know what I mean? Not none of them have, but you always just kind of worry about like people being like, "Oh, why wasn't it us?" Well, <laughs> which what made it helpful was the fact that Gav already came to the thing with a couple bands in mm. mind that he wanted to pick. So at least, at least that kind of alleviated us a little bit from making a decision because, <laughs> yeah, because it's difficult. I mean, we had to really think about it pragmatically and be like what bands had we been contacting Damnation about, you know, the longest and who's got releases out and, and things like that. And for the most part, it it, it kind of works out because there are some bands we have that don't necessarily fit Damnation and they kind of fit Arctangent a bit mm. better. So it's not like our entire roster is like, oh, that's definitely got to be. Yeah, it's super interesting because our roster sort of ranges from 2000 Trees to Damnation and then there's yeah. Arctangent in the middle. Sort of yeah, that is kind of like the scale. Yeah, it's like the spectrum. spectrum, spectrum it? yeah. So like, yeah, so it's actually kind of handy that way because obviously we don't have as many sort of darker bands that would suit damnation so that kind of narrowed it down a little bit for us yeah which is at least a blessing and there's like one there's kind of a little bit of overspill as well because we've got like to other stages because sun's journey through the night is doing the true cult never dies stage yeah. so at least that kind of gave us more more lead way we've we got another band on our stage yeah exactly <laughs> we're like we'll lend them we'll lend them over harriet's <laughs> on a different stage as well and yeah so yeah. yeah, we try to see some of our over like not over that sounds bad, but like over yeah, more bands on like different stages if we could as well. So get more of a more of us trying to take over all festivals basically. I think we got every <laughs> band like that like really fit like the damnation vibe on the bill. Bar one, there is one band that I would have quite liked to have gotten there, but there There's is always, always next year. There is always That's a good thing year, with festivals, so. they're always every year. So and all bands like Burner, I would have liked Burner to have been on the on the bill as well, but it was yeah, it's just it it was nothing. It wasn't even we a had case a big of, list. Didn't it we? was a big list, and like I said, there was like a few bands that Gav really wanted to have already. Like he kind of you know we've been contacting about for some time, so yeah, 
it would have been good to get Burner on there, but I feel like next year it will happen because we've already had like 90% of our band yeah. on this year. So we can just go like, just burn it this year, yeah. please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is it seven? Seven? Pretty good guy. Yeah, absolutely. Or is it a happy church road fest? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so is this partnership going to expand next year as well? Are you are you back again in future years? Um, I discussed it yet, but, but I mean... Yeah, I think I'm guessing, uh, I don't really know, uh, can't actually speak on Gaz's behalf, but I'm assuming like he sort of changes different showcases to keep it fresh I should imagine. but we we'll always want to like you know try and get our bands on damnation whether it's an official stage or not yeah, yeah absolutely yeah whether we whether we do a stage next year I don't know but I feel like it will it will definitely be something we'll we'll do again I will still yeah. pester him yeah absolutely <laughs> so if you do get the stage next year and beyond how would you like the stage to grow what would you like to see it become I yeah interested I mean I suppose could go even more into the doing like specialised mm. sets. You know I'd want it to be an event that people are excited about rather than, oh, church row bands are here again. Yeah. Like, it needs to be sort of special each time. Because and... I think it's just, Ohms are doing the 10th anniversary set. Tuscar are doing all of Matriarch in full. Yeah. And I think I think that's it in terms of... Like special sets. Special like sets. So, yeah, I think... I like to go down that path even more i really enjoy that about like festivals like damnation and roadburn when there's like yeah you know very specific set sets being played so yeah i'd definitely like to explore that angle a little bit more yeah we just know. need to be a label for longer yeah exactly yeah <laughs> so get have more anniversary yeah more anniversary <laughs> set stuff like that um but yeah and then maybe even like push the uh, like because the thing is like damnation's obviously grown as well you know yeah. as we've all seen last few years you know jumping up to like a much bigger venue and i feel like they're they're all obviously going to keep their kind of like core element of being quite a you know dark festival but they are quite you know they're expanding in different areas so maybe there will be scope for us to add maybe some of the darker shoegaze bands on there or something mm -hmm. a bit more you i know. think people are a lot like with the sort of era of streaming and being able to have like unlimited songs that you're like you know you know, fingertips. I think people are a lot more varied in their music tastes these days than they used to be because they don't have a finite amount of money to spend on like a 20 quid on a CD. Like they can actually just listen to anything and everything. And I think it's created a really nice sort of situation where people are way more open-minded now. Of course, you're going to still get the latest in the YouTube comments and I hope they don't ever go away because they're always funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, for the most part, like especially in this genre of music, like I feel like just people are like we said like sort of music fans and yeah. this is their sort of hobby rather than just like they're passive listeners and they don't really engage. Absolutely. So before we go today, um, it's been great talking to you. Do you want to give uh, the label a plug on your your website, your socials, all that sort of thing? Absolutely. Uh, yeah. So... What do we plug? I guess the biggest song we should plug is just our subscription. Like the the fact that we um, have the subscribers we do means that we can take risks on bands that have like done their first EP and we don't have to worry about budgets and things like that. So like, yeah, if you, if you want to sort of have a, like spend something like, you know, say 20, it's 20 pound a month for a vinyl and you get one every single month and it's usually like never the same genre every single month. Like yeah. it's always a different sort of something different each time, isn't it? But even That's like if we one. do the CD one as well, oh, yeah, which CD. is, 10.99 oh, 12 sorry 
There's an MP3 one as well, is there? There yeah, is, yeah. Cat so, is, yeah, Fiverr or something. Yeah, and you get access to our fallback catalogue as well if you sign up. So there's a lot of goodies to be to be found there. But yeah, I mean, like Justine said, there's you know, we've got a, a wealth of different music varieties coming out. So if you want new stuff mm. arriving every month, it's the best way to keep up with what's coming out. And also, it's a huge way that supports the supports the label. But um, yeah, that's like the the biggest. Yeah, I mean, because we've got releases booked in a year in advance. Like, we're so, like, we're really excited about everything we've got coming out. That's why it's so hard to plug just one or two bands. Like, we'd be here, literally just, we're reading off our entire release thing. But um, I guess for now, the main ones to say, because it's what's coming out, we've got got Blood Blood Out, Death Mother, that's really sick. It's sort of like Sonic Youth mixed with Swans. And then by the time this comes out, we will have, well. Ryle. Royal, yes. Royal Pessimist is coming out in October. It's like members of Cult Leader. Right. Like for fans, trap them, converge. Yeah. And then uh, and Under, it, Under Dark's album we're getting. Yeah, Under Dark's yeah. getting announced, uh, the new LP next uh, Friday. So, so, yeah, those are the ones coming up fast. Yeah. So, that's kind of like a good reflection of the kind of range as well that we're releasing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, kind of dark, shoegazy grunge, then sort of post metal, black metal then chaotic hardcore so yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> there you go yeah quite so, a so we've got range. the undertones of goth people people who like yeah. wearing a lot of black <laughs> yeah people who like weird music yeah and i mean that in the nicest way possible because weird music is the best <laughs> thanks for listening make sure you keep up to date with future episodes by subscribing to our channels For more information on this podcast, or for all the latest music news, reviews, interviews and more, head over to our website, www.theraziseedge.rocks.